the circumstance. Stop looking for a different geography and start looking in and say, Lord, what are you doing in this topography? What's going on in here? Father, I just pray for encouragement tonight that, Lord, many times the, the pressure of the hands at the, at the potter's wheel is not the circumstance. It's just us, Lord God, unreconciled, Lord God, to what you're doing. And I just pray, Lord, in the molding and the making and the shaping in the circumstance, I pray right now, your will be done. And, Lord God, we trust in our confidences in you. In Jesus' name. Those sick in body, I pray that you will heal right now. Those in need of a miracle, I pray that you will release right now. And God, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Give him praise tonight. Praise God. Thank you, worship team. If you uh, have to close your eyes, some of a couple of people made comments about my shirt. It's just to keep your attention, okay? So... Uh, but uh, all right. Well, I I don't know. I, let's give the worship team some some yeah. some love here. I'm telling you. I felt I thought that I had to check my watch to see what day it was. I thought we already entered into the the worship night coming on July 12th. Praise God, you guys did fantastic. I tell you, it's uh, it's wonderful. It's refreshing. You know, in a world filled with such turmoil and confusion and aggravation. And just constant, I mean, you can't pull up a news feed, you don't get aggravated. <laughs> I, I, I study, uh, I study, and, you know, use my computer and I, I pull up different websites, but to get to a new website, I've got to, you know, there's a news feed always going on. I'm like, ah, oh, keep moving on. It's just, you know, in a frustrating world, you need the refreshing of worship, amen? amen. Renew your mind and your heart. Uh, a couple of quick announcements as you turn in your Bibles to Philippians, the second chapter, Philippians, the second chapter couple of uh, quick announcements. Uh, next Wednesday night, next Wednesday night, service will be dismissed and release you for the holidays. Let you endure time with your family. Uh, men's prayer breakfast, Saturday at 8 a.m. And this will be in place of our, our Saturday uh, prayer meeting. And so we'll conclude or we'll start back the, the next Saturday. Also, if you haven't invited somebody, please invite somebody to Wednesday uh, July the 12th, we're going to have a worship night. What does that mean? It means we're going to get here at 6 o'clock and we're going to worship. We're just going to magnify God. We're going to enter his gates with thanksgiving into his courts with praise. And I hope you're excited about the new series that's going to start Sunday, simply called Freedom. And uh, on July the 16th, we've invited our friend Missy Reed to come back and share her testimony. And uh, Missy's an incredible individual. I don't know if uh, Jesse remember her all the way back in Hot Springs, but she was an exotic dancer living in a bisexual relationship, and God completely delivered her. She's been nominated Woman of the Year three times in Hot Springs because of her work with the children, and uh, she's been working at Life Challenge for the last 20 years. And so her and her husband, Bob, are going to be here, who is also a Teen Challenge graduate and worked for Teen Challenge. And so they're going to be here on July 16th. I want you to encourage somebody to be here. Amen? I want you to look here in Philippians. Let's read our text first. Now, I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. I like to, I like to read in different translations of God's Word. 
sometimes it just invokes or opens our hearts up to different things. But before we go to the word, let's go to the Lord once more in prayer. Father, we come, Lord, dependent <clears throat> entirely upon you. I pray, Father, God, for the baptism of the anointing tonight. And, Lord, that you would touch and move upon us in a mighty way. Lord, let us value what you value. And, Lord God, let us aspire to the things you aspire to. And, Lord, I just pray that we will discover the hidden treasures, Lord, in you. And everyone said amen. 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 I want to read a number of verses. I just love the, 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 this translation. I'm going to start with verse 1 of Philippians. It says, look at how much encouragement you found in your relationship with the anointed one. You are filled to overflowing with his comforting love. You have experienced a deepening friendship with the Holy Spirit. Anybody there? Develop a deepening friendship with the Holy Spirit and have felt his tender affection and mercy. This is Paul speaking to the church at Philippi. So I'm asking you, my friends, that you be joined together in perfect unity. With one heart, one passion, united in love. Walk together with one harmonious purpose and you will fill my heart with unbounded joy. Verse 3, be free from pride-filled opinions. Can somebody say amen? For they will only harm your cherished unity. Don't allow self-promotion to do what? To, to hide in your hearts. But in authentic humility, put others first and view others as more important than yourself. That's a good family matters verse, isn't it? Husbands putting wives first, wives putting husbands first, parents putting children first. Abandon every display of selfishness. Possess a greater concern for what matters to others instead of your own interest. And consider the example that Jesus, the anointed one, has set before us. Let his mindset become your motivation. He existed in the form of God. Notice he's talking about the mindset now. He existed in the form of God, yet gave no thought to the seizing equality with God as a superior, supreme prize. In other words, he didn't lean to his deity when he walked on earth. He walked on earth as a man, as a human being. Instead, he emptied himself of his outward glory by reducing himself to the form of a lowly servant. He became human. He humbled himself and became vulnerable, choosing to be revealed as a man and was obedient. He was a perfect example, even in his death, a criminal's death by crucifixion. Because of that obedience, God exalted him and multiplied his greatness. He has now been given the greatest of all names. The authority of the name of Jesus causes every knee to bow in reverence. Everything and everyone will one day submit to his name in the heavenly realm, in the earthly realm, in the demonic realm. And every tongue will proclaim in every language, Jesus is Lord Yahweh bringing glory and honor to God his Father. Amen. 
Is that good? Praise God. Did I, you know, one of the highest and greatest virtues of Jesus Christ, one of the highest and greatest virtues of Jesus Christ may be the least desired and the least pursued. The last one picked for the team, the last one chosen to dance. This virtue that I'm talking about tonight is humility. Can some, would anyone agree with that? I believe humility is the least understood of the virtues of Christ. We got to look beyond the surface and understand humility's worth and humility's beauty. Now, last week we, we discovered something wonderful. We discovered that hidden in humility is one of the most powerful things that we have afforded to us, and that is the grace of God. See, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And, and you find, you find the, the virtue of humility, it, it hides things from the proud and from those who have everything figured out and those who do not need God or those that are just going to do it on their own. But let me say to you that in hidden in humility, I've begun to discover there's a lot of treasures there. And we're going to begin to talk about some of those. Last week we discovered humility. I love this, what I read about humility today. Humility is a grace that leads to more grace. Amen? This week we find, even as you discover, the healing of the nations includes humility. Second Chronicles 7.14 tells us, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, if they will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn for their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their land, I will, I will forgive their sins, and I will heal their lands. It is in that humble prayer and petitioning after the personage of God to say, Lord, I need you, Lord God, and our land needs you. It is in that approach, God, of a necessity for God to see the world bring, bring healing to this world. We find out in Psalms 25 and 9, he leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. Do you want to learn from God? Do you want to be guided by God? Go to humility. That's what he's saying, that the Lord guides the humble and he will show them the path they need to walk on. Those things are hidden there in humility. Now, textbook definition of humility is this. Humility is often characterized as a genuine gratitude a lack of arrogance, free from pride, and a modest view of oneself. That's kind of a, that's a textbook definition. But if you look at a biblical definition of humility or to be humble, it's much deeper, it's much richer, much more, has much more profounding impact upon our life. Now, being humble is not walking around forlorn. Not walking around with your, 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 your chin dropped and, and your, your head ducked every time that you come in the presence of somebody. Sometimes we get in our, our mind that, that humility looks a certain way. What I hope to prove to you as we look at humility is humility is the very mindset. It is the, 
it is the virtue of God that we aspire to. It is a virtue of God that, that leaves us wholly dependent upon the Lord and walking in that state of dependence. I love this. Humility flourishes in hearts that are not, that focus not on being humble, but are gladly exalting Jesus who is superior in every way. I want you to notice that verse there, he emptied himself. He emptied himself. To be full of God, we've got to empty ourselves. To be full of the Lord, we've got to empty ourselves. Now, Jesus emptied himself. And what we see in that text of Scripture right there, what he's talking about is how that he emptied himself of all of his, his think about it, the creator of the heavens and the earth. The one who spoke and universe come into existence. The one who, 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 who measures out the waters in the cup of his hands and uh, measures the, the stars by the span of his hand. Whose heaven is his throne and earth is his footstool. Who, who created all humanity out of, he created man out of the dust of the earth and he just breathed and life came into to this, this figure that he had created with his own hands. How did all of the, the universe and all of the galaxies and the stars that are, that are millions and millions and millions of miles away, he just spoke and they came into existence. God, in the beginning was the Word. Jesus was there by the command of the Word. The worlds came into existence. Then Jesus, there, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Jesus there, God in heaven eternal. He who has no beginning and no end. Who was before time and who will be after time. The, the, he humbled himself. And he came down into creation as a created being. And he created, he became human. He became human. He entered into a, to, he borrowed a womb, and one day he would borrow a tomb, but he borrowed that womb, and he entered into the world, and he became human. The one who spoke the worlds into existence. My Lord, talking about emptying yourself, just letting it all go. Let's see, for you and I to have the fullness of God, we've got to get to the place where we empty ourselves. What does it mean to be humble? The word here, humbled in this passage, it means to, did I make or did I bring low? Show humility and that's great. It happens, it happens by being fully dependent upon God. This is directly from the lexicon of the word humble. It means to be fully dependent upon God. What does it mean to be humble? It's not a personality trait. It's a virtue of God worked in us by the Holy Spirit. We are wholly dependent upon God. We walk in humility. It is the dismissing of the reliance upon self and self-government. It's the emptying of the carnal ego. This exalts the Lord as our all in all and prompts the gift of his fullness in us. So dependence upon God is the release of self. It's saying, God, I'm dependent upon you. 
you're my source of joy. You're my source of strength. You're, you're the ability that I need. I, I empty myself so that I can be filled with God. I want, I want to empty myself and say, Lord, I don't want to self-govern. I want your governance. I don't want to operate in, in my ability. I want to operate in your ability. I, I don't want to minister in what I'm able to do, God. I want to minister in what you're able to do. I just want to position myself where I say, Lord, I understand you are the one in charge of my life. You're in the one in charge of everything. Humble ourselves. Humble ourselves. That comes from a... The etymology of that word in the Latin is hummus. It means to, it's not to dip. <laughs> I, I, I discovered hummus a few years ago, and I really like it. It's not, it's not the hummus you get in the dip. It, it means uh, of the earth. It means of the earth. To be humble is to be face down in the dirt, submitting to the authority of God without any personal pride. Humility can be understood as a posturing of the self that does not seek its own glory. It's getting as low as you possibly can in self-reliance. That's what it means to be humble. You get to as low as you possibly can in self-reliance. In other words, anything and everything that we do, we do in dependence upon God. We, we don't just rely upon our skill and our talents, but we say, Lord, you've got to reach beyond me into, a, into the unseen, Lord God, that we may begin to discover things that we did not know existed. Amen? It is a humility to say, Lord, this is your house. It's not mine. These are your people. They are not mine. It is walking in a place to say, Lord, I'm going to trust in the fact that, Lord, you are in total, complete control. Amen? Kingdom of God, there's a ministry God's called you to. There's a purpose, God. If we declare the glory of God, we declare the power of God, we declare the might of God, we say that the Lord is a good Father. So I want to display myself as a good Father. We, we, we come before the Lord and we say, God, I, I just, you, you, are, you are one. I want, to, I want loudly to proclaim God, but I want to be careful that I don't, uh, in my proclamation, that I don't, uh, I want to display him as he should be displayed. Amen? And how do we do that? We do that by whole dependence upon God through humility. Jesus emptied himself. He said, that I don't do anything but what the Father shows me. What was Jesus saying? I'm walking this earth as a human in connection to God. I'm ever bit God, but I'm walking this earth as a human, showing you how you walk the earth as a human. Because if he came and he walked the earth as God, that would be wonderful. We can praise all day long and we can say, yes, look how good Jesus did. But that would kind of leave us falling woefully short of what we're able to do. But when we realize that, look, when Jesus makes statements uh, like he did in, in there in, the, in John 5 and 19, then Jesus answered and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son of Man can do nothing of himself. But what he sees the Father do, for whatever he does, the Son do, also does in like manner. So... 
Jesus is saying, I only do what God shows me to do. And what did God show him to do? Well, it's written down in the, in the, in the word, the covenant before Jesus got there. It is in the, in the Torah. We find that, that, that there was persons who were dead that were raised. Jesus raised the dead. We see that people were healed. Jesus healed. But not just that. It's a daily walk. It's a daily talk. It is an understanding that we are dependent upon God. Now, Jesus walked the earth as a man. So that gives us hope that we can do what Jesus He humbled himself and became vulnerable. Folks, I, humility will lead us to a place to say, Lord, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to open my heart. I'm going to open my, myself up and I'm going to say, Lord, I'm going to trust you so much that I'm not going to trust in me. And see, the word says that Jesus became vulnerable. It wasn't until the time that that was set aside that the enemy could rise up before he could go to the whipping post and the, the, then be nailed to the cross. But see, the word says that he became vulnerable. See, victory, folks, is in vulnerability. When we get to the place where we are comfortable enough in God just to make ourselves vulnerable, we will begin to discover there's victory. Now, how do we, how do we see that? Andrew touched on this in life class Sunday morning. When David went out and faced Goliath, he couldn't do it in Saul's armor. So he had to take the armor off. You know, there's a lot of speculation. Why did Saul put his armor on there? Was he trying to protect David? I don't, I don't think so. Was he wanting to defeat the giant in, 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 in human flesh? I don't know. Was he... Was he threatened by, by David? I don't think we see that just yet in that passage. He did know that the Spirit of the Lord rested upon David. Or did he want David to look like him when he went in the midst of the valley? Could be. David said, look, I can't, I've never won a battle like this. I, I can't do this in my own strength. See, if David would have walked out there in Saul's armor, in Saul's strength, and, and, and faced Goliath as just a human strength, he would be done for. <laughs> he would walk out there and say, I'm going to go blow for blow. I'm going to go fist for fist. I'm going to go sword for sword. And if he went out there and fought Goliath like a, a normal soldier would, he we probably would have seen David as, as an ink spot in the history of God's Word. But he didn't do that. He took it off. And he said, look, I can't win a battle this way. See, because he was, this is what Andrew pointed out, he was already armed. He was already armed by the anointing of the Spirit of the Lord. See, he was baptized in ability when he was anointed he was baptized in ability when he was anointed what does Christ's name mean what is that the Messiah but it also means what the anointed when you invite Christ into your heart Jesus Christ the Savior the anointed one and, and he enters into your heart and you're filled with the Holy Spirit what has happened to you you have been baptized with ability 
to accomplish the will of God. But you can't do it in your own human strength. You can't do it with what you bring to the table. You have to take off your abilities. That's called pride. You're taking pride off. And you're saying, Lord, I'm just going to face this giant that is before me, not in my strength, but in the baptism of ability called the anointing. I'm going to stand out there in that valley completely exposed to whatever the enemy has. And I'm going to say, I do not come to you in the name of any other but the name of Almighty God. And you must go down because it's not my ability that will bring you down. It is His ability. And that's called humility. Humility. So, I'm saying to you already, church, that you're anointed if Christ lives in your heart. If he lives in your heart. But see, there's always this persuasion game going on from the enemy's camp. Just like he stood out there in the valley, the time of the morning sacrifice, the time of the evening sacrifice, you think it was intentional of the enemy to disrupt worship? You read the text and you'll discover that Goliath went out there in the morning and in the evening. There was an offering being made in the morning and in the evening. Jesus died on the cross or nailed to the cross during the time of the morning sacrifice and he, he, gave, up, he, he gave up his spirit, yielded his life at the time of the evening sacrifice. Those lambs were always meant to represent Jesus Christ. The enemy always wants to disrupt that worship. Because if he can disrupt that worship, he can get your mind off of, uh, off of the Lord and get your mind on your problems. And then you start looking at the circumstance being stronger than God instead of opening yourself up to say, Lord, I'm just going to be vulnerable and I'm just going to take off this pride. I'm going to take off my ability, my reasoning skills. Lord, see, God resists the proud. And we think of that as we talked about last week. God resists the proud and we see that proud person as someone who is completely total reprobate. That's not what God say. That word, that pride is a self-reliance. It is the dependence upon self. It is a belief that, look, I've got everything under control. I can take care of it. And you will come to the harsh reality. You cannot. So let's get rid of this stuff. If you could deliver yourself, you would have no need of a deliverer. Amen? If you could set yourself free and put yourself in a safe place, then you should have done it before Jesus came and died on the cross. But it's not possible. See, when you, the real joy of salvation is knowing how much I'm dependent upon God. The true joy of, of the accomplishment of the completed work of Christ is knowing that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Can you do all things through Christ who strengthens you? Can you do all things through Christ who strengthens you? That's not the question that we need to ask. Will I do all things through Christ 
who strengthens me. I can do it, but will I do it? Will I face fear in Christ's ability? Will I face down my past? See, those giants are just not big old ugly. You know, Goliath fell out of the ugly tree, hit every branch down, you know what I mean? He ran through the ugly forest and just knocked himself all around. But see, those Goliaths are not, they're not the big uglies from the Philistine army. They're just as ugly, but it's probably not a valley of Eli that we're going to find ourselves in facing a, a, a Philistine giant. It's going to be those giants that come around and say that you're not worthy. It's going to come around and say, you can't do that. It's going to come around and say, you don't have the ability, nor you do you have the, uh, you don't have the beauty, you don't have the, the, the praise, you don't have the position, you don't have the resource, you don't have the reasoning skills, you don't have the, the, you don't have the understanding, you don't have the, the education. You can't do those things. And you can strive as hard as you want in your own strength, or you can say, no, maybe I can't, but I will do it through the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. But Jesus said, I can do nothing but what the Father shows me. And that's the very thing that we he tells us before he ascends into heaven. One of the last conversations he had with his disciples he described, and I, I just believe they were walking through a vineyard. Uh, you've been to Jerusalem, you'll see that there's vineyards uh, uh, there in the, in the Mount of Olives, and you walk through, and, and, and you, he walks through, and he's talking about the vine, and he said, the vine, can do, you can do nothing without me in John 15. Without me, you can do nothing. That is a beautiful place to land. It is. Is wonderful because when you land there, you realize that look, as Paul discovered in my weakness, I'm made strong. In my weakness, I'm made strong. So we forfeit self for the filling of God. We we let go. Humbled himself and became vulnerable. Could you imagine a life without hiding? Think about it. Could you imagine a life that you lived and you weren't walled up every time you stepped in the room with someone? being vulnerable could you imagine a life where you walked and you used your tragedies and God's deliverance from those tragedies is the trophy case of his glory I just believe with all of my heart that's where God wants to get us to he wants to get us to the place where we're not taking orders from fear anymore See, because pride is just a cloak for fear. 
Pride is just a cloak for fear. When you're living in, in, in pride or you're displaying pride, it's because ultimately somewhere deep down inside there is, there is a fear that's lying to you about who you are and who you're meant to be. But see, victory is in vulnerability. We, fi we find that in the humility. Jesus was exalted, his name above every name. I may get deeper into that next time. I'm, I'm kind of slipping over into my Sunday morning now. But hear me tonight. Look in the Word of God and you'll discover there's great riches that are hid in humility. When Jesus went and he washed the disciples' feet, <laughs> it was Peter. It's like, no, 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 no. That's the job of the lowliest servant in the house. Mm -mm, no, Lord, you can't, you, no, no, you can't be. Now, you notice Peter didn't volunteer to do it. John, the one the Lord loved, he didn't bother to get down there and wash any feet. You know, the rest of them passed on by the basin, and they went and they sat down and for supper, and they're just like, there's no servant here, so we're just going to eat with dirty feet. <laughs> we're going to step up in here, we're going to lounge, and everybody's going to look at everybody else's nasty feet because, you know, there's no servants in the house. So there's work that's left undone because there's no servants in the house because servanthood requires humility because it's a natural outflow of, of humility is not having a, an overwhelming concern of yourself and how the room is affecting you, but you get to the place where you're just like, how can I feel the need that I see that is before me? And here they all walk in and they all sit down at the table and Jesus comes around. Can you imagine as they walk in before him and they all go sit down before him with their nasty feet? Jesus takes the towel and he wraps it around him. He picks up the basin and he goes over and he begins to wash their feet. Oh, Jesus, no, 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 you can't wash my feet. No, you can't do that. You can't do that. See, I don't know that Peter was so much concerned about Jesus lowering himself to wash his feet as much as maybe Peter was concerned that he might have to lower himself. Just a thought. But see, Jesus he didn't lower himself when he humbled himself as a servant. What he did is he elevated service. See, when you humble yourself and you serve, you're not lowering yourself. You're elevating service. You're lifting service up. It doesn't change who you are. It doesn't change. In, in fact, in my estimation, it elevates you in the kingdom of God. Would you defer and you humble yourself and you begin to serve and you serve others for the pure sense that that is what you want to do it's not because of some hidden self-promotion that's inside of you but you're serving because that is what you want you're not serving to be validated you're not serving to be elevated 
You're just serving because uh, you, your motivation is the mind of Christ. I discovered early on, and I am closing, I discovered early on in pastoral ministry, I had a, a few studies in, in, in some of the, the Berean studies, as back was what we called them back then, had just only been saved just a few years. Didn't have a whole lot to go on. I didn't hardly blame my church for, you know, their, their, their actions necessarily towards this young preacher who was, who was pretty much wholly dependent upon God for everything because he didn't know anything. And I thought, Lord, this is what I'm going to do. This is the only thing I know to do. I'm going to look at the word and I'm going to see how you served. I want to see how you treated the people and that's what I want to do in my ministry as best I can by your ability. I want to do like you do. I want to, I want to, I figure, hey, it's a pretty good rule book to go by. <laughs> Here's the plan, player. Get it in your spirit. Learn the plays and now go run the plays. When they strike you on one side, turn the other cheek. When, you, when you're asked to go lower, just go a little lower. Don't take the upper seat when you come in the room. Always just humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you in due season. But when you get to the place of humility and you stop looking for exaltation, now you're starting to tap into the heart and the mindset of God. That you're not doing it because there's some self-promotion hidden in your heart. You're doing it because it is the will of God. It pleases the Father. And it doesn't matter if I'm sitting in the as a king in the palace or I'm down in the in the washing the feet as a servant. Because humility looks good on the king and on the servant. Amen? Humility. Humility. It's just a life dependent upon God. Kind of reminiscent of he that loses his life shall find it and he that finds his life shall lose it. Treating others as the Lord would treat them. Amen? Humility is not always the thing that we strive for. And there's a counterculture. There's a culture that says you've got to promote yourself. You've got to elevate yourself. You've got to lift yourself up. There's come, sit down. I've got a thousand algorithms I'll show you. And we can show you. And we strive and we like and we can. Oh, man, that's exhausting, wouldn't it be? <laughs> I'm not taking away from any of that. Don't, don't misunderstand. But let me tell you, there's a road that God wants his church on. It's a road of humility. Why? Because he was humble. And he emptied himself. You know what humility brings? It brings a peace and a joy and a knowing. That, hey, look, we're going to do it God's way. And God's way is the best way. And it's not just God's way being the best way. It's God's way being the, the powerful way. See, Jesus is given a name above every other name. Every other name. Because he humbled himself, went lower than any human could lower themselves. Did everything that he did out of selfless nature to take upon himself the sins of the entirety of the world 
that's why he became human. He had to become human in order to make the sacrifice necessary so that you and I may enter into a relationship with him. Now he has been exalted above every angel, every human, every demonic realm, every, there's no being higher than Jesus. He was elevated. And he sat down at the right hand of the Father. And he said, because I came and did what you couldn't do, I'm going to allow you to sit where you couldn't sit before. So he not only died for us, he also rose for us. And he's also seated at the right hand of the Father for us. So we are buried with him, we also rose with him, and we are now seated with him. Amen? The humble Christ. Father, we thank you, Lord, tonight for your merciful kindness. Lord, for your great grace. Lord, I pray that you will take, that you will take, Lord, those words that need to infiltrate our hearts. Lord, we know that it is a work of the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Spirit. Lord, you gave us the Holy Spirit that we may walk in humility and teach us obedience. Give us the ability to obey. And Father, I pray that you would just begin to unfold our hearts and minds. We begin to see, Lord, through the lens of humility, discover all the richness of the goodness of your mercy and grace. Father, thank you. Father, thank you. Mighty is the Lamb. Mighty is the King. Mighty is the Lord. Holy, 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 holy is the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to stand with me, if you will. We're going to close in missions, <coughs> pray over our missionary tonight. Before we do that, how many know that the Holy Spirit is real? Sometimes we live like he's not. <laughs> Sometimes we pray like he's not even in the room. We're praying at him not to him. Let's ask the Lord right now. Come on, let's ask him right now. Lord, reveal to me. This is my prayer for myself tonight. Lord, reveal to me areas of pride. Areas that I'm self-governing. Areas that, Lord, not under your full control. Lord, it may not be areas of sin. Or Lord, it may. Lord, I'm asking tonight that you would show us the path of life by working humility in us. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Tonight, I want us to lift up
Brian and Ruthie Gomez. They are missionaries to Spain. Brian and Ruthie and their family are church planning in the country of Spain. Brian grew up just down the road a little ways, Rockwall, Texas. Ruthie was a missionary kid, but he grew up in Spain. There's only 2% of the country of Spain that is evangelical. And the Gomez's are working on planning a bilingual church because there's such an interest in, in learning English. So they've gone over there with a strategy that they're going to plant a church and they're going to teach uh, ESL and they're going to they're plant a bilingual church. So tonight, let's, as we lift up our missionaries, let's, let's lift up especially Brian and Ruthie Gomez. Father, we come before you tonight. We pray, Lord, that you will release the glory of God in them and through them. As, Lord, they're facing an impossible task, Lord God, without you. Lord, I pray that you will penetrate the hearts, the minds, the family, the community, the culture. I pray that the glory of God may be may elevate them, Lord God, to a place, Father, that, Lord God, a whole dependence upon you, that the power of God may be evident and real as souls come into the kingdom of God as a result, Father, of your mercy and grace. I just ask, Lord God, that there be, Lord, an overwhelming sense of your presence. I pray that new encouragement, new strength, and new might, God, will come to them, Lord God, as they see souls transformed by the power of of your spirit. And Lord, we pray that you will bless God this offering tonight. Lord, as we collect, Father God, to give out so that souls may be brought into the kingdom. Lord, we just thank you for the privilege of being a part of what you are doing. And everybody said amen. Amen. God bless you, men. We'll see you back here at 8 o'clock Saturday morning next door. God bless. Have a great rest of the evening. Thank you so much for coming.